little watching Bonanza when little mm-hmm. Joe's wife died. Mm-hmm. I think that was the first TV thing I ever cried over. So mm-hmm. at some point in time, as I got older and aware, I figured that they're all snickering behind their hands uh, about us, but almost good natured snickering. Mm-hmm. It didn't have this this guy. Um, I think his name was Pablo Hidalgo was the one who made fun of the fan who posted his reaction to the season finale of uh, The Mandalorian. I remember that. And that's horrible. And it was horrible. It's like, yeah, why, did you, why did you feel you needed to do this? Um, it, it, it's just boggles my, and, and it's like, I oh. always thought uh-huh. whether it's a good, whether it's a book or a TV mm-hmm. show, if it gets you to emote, yeah, if it gets you to laugh, if it gets or feel you feel something, feel something, you're doing something right. That's the point. That's exactly the point. Exactly mm-hmm. the point. So, why a creator what did? would laugh because somebody did their jobs right? That's just a cynical dick. Can you explain um, what happened? Because I do remember that. And I remember thinking, what a dick. Can you explain Um, what happened? Basically, uh, a fan, I don't recall the age Mm -hmm. of the fan. My daughter believes he might have been in his 20s or 30s, maybe. He's not. Are you implying I'm old? I think she is. I think she is. (laughs) But not not super young. So 20s is middle age now? When you're 28, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I guess that's middle (laughs) age now. I'm coming coming in so I can help. Because I was the one who told you about what happened. Okay, so my daughter is standing here. She's going to explain. What happened was... Can you hear her? I can Uh, hear. Hear me? Mm -hmm. Uh, My hair is a mess. I'm not coming on screen. Okay. (laughs) Um, what happened was he is, um, I don't know his real name, but he's a po- very popular Star Wars YouTuber. Okay. And he did a live stream where he and all of his people in the stream watched the finale of season two of The Mandalorian together. Mm-hmm. And you've seen the finale, right? Yeah. I don't the scene where Luke shows up at the end, he just lost it and started crying. Yeah. And he posted it, and Pablo Hidalgo, people started giving him shit for it, and Pablo Hidalgo said something about emotions aren't for the public, you shouldn't, this is, this is like, really, what a he gave dick. it for crying in public. Yeah, what a dick. And he blocked star of the YouTuber when the YouTuber said something about it, but someone was able to send the YouTuber a picture of Hidalgo's Twitter He'd taken the tweet he'd made and made it his banner. What a dick. What a dick. But then the powers that be made him take his whole account down. So his account account is gone. The YouTuber explained that Luke was so important to him because when he was a kid, he'd had cancer. And he went to remission. But when he was a kid with cancer, he watched Star Wars, the original trilogy. And Luke was what got him through that sense of hope was what got him through all of that trouble as a kid and he felt really unhappy about last jedi 
because of how Luke had gotten so down yeah. and so so sad. So mm-hmm. seeing Luke again, the symbol of boyhood hope, mm-hmm. really just got to him. Yeah, it brought back all those memories. I did appreciate that he said he didn't like Last Jedi because of the whole Luke thing, but he knows his opinion isn't the only one, and he's not going to tell you not to like it if you did enjoy it. Yeah. Well, they should have seen me at Last Jedi after Carrie Fisher died. Because I think that we've taught that that when I was 16, Mm -hmm. um, that I was 16. I'll go better not tell that better not meet me because I was the one wailing in the theater mm-hmm. during when Ben Solo fucking I, could. I, was, I was wailing. Oh yeah, so did I. But uh, at 16 years old in 1977, mm-hmm. Leia was such a unique heroine. Right. There have been heroines already in the 70s. And you have to mm-hmm. realize 1974, I think we talked about this, um, was the first year a woman could get a credit card without a man. Yeah. Which is crazy. Crazy. So we had female heroines on TV. Bionic Mm -hmm. Woman was on. Um, Wonder Woman was on. Mm -hmm. And Charlie's Angels was on. But Mm -hmm. think about that. They all answered to men. Mm -hmm. Charlie. um, I forgot the name of uh, Jamie Summers' handler. Mm -hmm. And in in the TV show Wonder Woman, she answered to Steve. Yeah. Leia answered to nobody. But Leia, she was the princess. She was the and 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 she wasn't afraid to play with the big boys. And not only could she play with the big boys, she she held her own with the Mm -hmm. big boys. So seeing that was so like I hate to say life changing because it sounds like oh movie life change, but it was. It made such a huge impact. And then of course Mm -hmm. following her career and again. Um, uh, because she was such a mental health advocate. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I was, God, I was in the hospital with my gallbladder surgery when oh. she passed away. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. And talk about pain, it pain, mm-hmm. crying was excruciating. I know. I know. It hurt so bad just to cry, but my heart was broken. And the following year, um, it, I was at the height of my activity with the Starry Constellation magazine. Yeah, I so visit that. that Starry Mag. They're wonderful people. The two yeah. editors, Jamie and Lisa, are fabulous. But I had the opportunity to do a presser uh, for Last Jedi with uh-huh. Marie Tran. Okay, cool. She and, was given the uh, short shaft. The difference between the young girl I met, uh-huh. you can see it in the pictures that we had together, because uh-huh. um, we all took pictures with her after the end of the presser, mm-hmm. and the way she was at that premiere versus the way she was at the premiere for Rise of Skywalker mm-hmm. was heartbreaking. Isn't that I mean, sad? That was just so sad. And the thing that bothered, first of all, I know if Carrie, the first movie would have been a different movie if Carrie had still been alive. Um, She was also a script doctor as well Mm -hmm. as an actress and everything else. Mm -hmm. She never would have allowed them to treat Kelly Marie that way. Totally sideliner. No way. Absolutely not. 
And the other thing that made me angry is during this presser, and I don't care if you put this on the air or not. Okay. People should know this. Kelly Marie gushed over John Boyega. She thought he walked on water. He was wonderful to work with. He was fun. He was funny. He was professional. They had a great time. And then he turns around and stabs her in the back. What did he do? I don't well, remember that. Um, she got a lot of hate on social media. And I'll I never understand that. why. So she she quit. She dropped all her social media. And he oh. called her weak. <gasps> I didn't remember that. Well, now he he's come out. Weak. He's come out and said that he was mistreated. So he gave her crap because she was overwhelmed and quit social media. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, now he's playing the race card. Yeah. He's, and I'm sorry. If you want my opinion on Finn's uh-huh. character, uh-huh. from the beginning, uh-huh. he was not likable. Okay. Um, he was a quitter. Okay. He, he was, was going to leave. Deserter. He was going to desert. That is 100% true. He just he deserted the stormtroopers, which you can kind well, of understand because he had you know, an awakening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. But then he in Last Jedi, he was getting ready he to was desert done. again. And that's when Kelly Marie Tran caught him, Zapped him and yeah. got him. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, some in some places the plot got a little ridiculous, but yeah. it's a Star Wars adventure movie. Yeah. It's gonna go i really loved it i loved the point of the movie being that anybody that there were you didn't have to be a jedi mm-hmm. to have the force i, yep. I thought that was the whole gist of it which if you watch the rise of skywalker which was yeah. to me so badly done in, in yeah. so many ways you have uh, finn's character running after ray like a love suck and I love Strap Poppy. Mm-hmm. And it didn't, I saw it the second time, and that's the time I realized he actually has force powers. Yeah. Talk a lot of people bur- think that. Yeah. Talk about burying the lead. Mm-hmm. But in not one of the three movies is he part- portrayed as a strong character. Mm-hmm. You know, he's more like the comic fodder. That's how he's yeah, portrayed. I, I guess that that's what it was. Um, Poe was the more dashing, you know, yeah. the more... Um, I he was there, Han Solo. I was going to just say that I think that Leia let him maybe get away with a little too much because he reminded her of Han. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but boy, oh boy, they had to carry me out on a stretcher, metaphorically, from The Last Jedi. Oh, yeah. God, yes. And... Go ahead and make fun of me, but it is what it is. I it was great storytelling on Ryan Johnson's part. Yeah, it was a sad loss for you know no way around it. Whether you knew her or just knew her as a fan, that was that was tragic to to have that happen that way. And uh, you know, and here's the other thing I don't get: the site, the the whole. Um, reaction video things. Yeah. Uh, and you can say what you will about David Benioff and David Weiss of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. 
But if you remember the zillions of reaction when yeah. Ned was killed, mm -hmm. the red wedding, mm -hmm. um, the purple wedding, all mm -hmm. of it, the people mm -hmm. that cried and fell on the floor and screamed, no, they did not laugh at their fans. Nope. Because that's what they were going for. They knew they were going for that shock and they wanted, I mean, that's kind of what a storyteller does. It kind of manipulates the audience in a way. And that's, they did their exactly. job. They did, they their, did job. their job. Mm -hmm. Absolutely did their And for me, the last big cry thing that I've had um, was the magicians. Oh, um, you know, I never did finish that. that. I heard the conversation and I wanted to put my two cents in. Yeah, about sure, what? Go ahead. The, 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 um, alter, um, impact and all that stuff. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I play um, an MMO called Final Fantasy fourteen, and in the first expansion, they kill off a major NPC that has been nothing but supportive and kind and sweet to you when your character is at their lowest moment. And they kill him off in this really impactful scene where he like jumps in with his shield up to protect you and he dies in the character your characters are it's really well is that done. And now harsh upon. Oh, I don't remember him. Yeah, don't worry about that. It's <laughs> not the point. But it really, really got the the entire player base. Just it's it's a rite of passage for new players to get to that scene and the, their older player friends will just, just sit there and go. Oh boy, and just laugh at their pain. But the, the game, the writers saw this reaction and they didn't make fun of them. They went, Good. okay, we're going to keep referencing him and using his words and using his memory to continually get the players when we want an emotional reaction because we acknowledge how this affected our players. Mm -hmm. I think that's the same with the magicians. I'm not 100% mm -hmm. fond of how they did it. Mm -hmm. We all knew something terrible was coming because mm -hmm. they went dark. They were very, the writers, the showrunners, mm -hmm. and the cast of the magicians were super, one of those super um, interactive live tweeting. Okay, groups. good. And they said, they had already set it up that next week's going to be a very emotional. Uh, that's good. They set expectations. Um, That's good. Yeah, they said this is going to be very, and we're going to go dark. Okay, so you I had a warning. I going dark. Okay, and they were dark for two weeks after it happened. Okay, and I knew that. I figured that they knew they were going to get a fair amount of crap. Okay. Um, and I was destroyed. Yeah. Um, I try to stay away. You know, I have enough problems with real, as we've talked about mm -hmm. real life. I don't need to be on the floor grieving for fictional characters right. anymore. Right. Um, don't talk to me about grieving about um, But his, I'm, I'm, I hope it's not a spoiler. You can but, say it if I might mute it if it's a really big spoiler, but that's okay. It, you can it, say it. Um, it happened in season four. Um, and this was two years ago already. So say, there's maybe a little I, chance I, of a spoiler. I would say just what happened was a major character died. That's all you need a to major, say. A, a major, major character, character died. Okay. And for a lot, again, going back to the mental health issue, uh -huh. he had mental health yeah, issues. Uh -huh. And in the beginning, in the first episode, he's actually 
in a mental hospital because he tried to kill himself. Oh, okay. So the themes of, you know, am I doing this to be a hero? Am I doing this to help? Am I doing this as a sort of backdoor way to, to commit suicide was always there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there, were, there would have been, the, the real reason it happened, the actor chose to leave. Okay. A- and their hands are tied. You've got to do something. But I think there could have been a way to write him off mm-hmm. without it being a death that was questionable. I mean, he even asks it when he goes to the other world. Did I, did I do this mm-hmm. for Alice? Did I do this to save the world? Or did I just really finally kill myself? Mm-hmm. Um, and and it was really, I mean, the episode before that, it was established that on the magical world of Hillary, he was the only one who had enough innocence and hope to bring magic back. Okay. And then the next episode, I wouldn't go, I wouldn't go much further than that because you're you're turning into spoilers. Yeah, here. but right. uh, the next episode, he's dead. Oh, see, that gut-wrenches you. It does gut-wrench. But I do respect the fact that, A, they know and they knew in advance that this was going to wreck people. Yeah. And that they came out, you know, when they finally lifted the cone of silence and they came out, I, they didn't expect it to go quite the way it went. Mm-hmm. I don't think they expected as many people to latch on to the mental illness aspect of it. Yeah. No, but they should have expected. They should have expected. They expected something, but they didn't quite expect that connection and how strong that connection was. Mm-hmm. Um, I barely watched. Like, like I said, season I, I think five. Spoiler. Well, anyway, I barely watched season five because okay. I just felt very betrayed. It's very um, hurtful and and hard to watch. Also, mm-hmm. because it's on, and we were talking about this on our chat on our super mm-hmm. fans chat is that that show wasn't going any further than five seasons anyway. That yep. seemed to be a sci-fi rule. Yeah. If, if you even get to five seasons, you're L- lucky. Lately, you don't. Um, you get but, one I mean, season. Yeah. Right now, in, in my my game, a lot of the fans are kind of annoyed because in the one of the most recent story arcs, uh, story patches, um they had a really really emotionally powerful i i'm still like traumatized from that it was a really powerful emotional moment for for one character and then they completely flipped around and tried to get us to have an emotional moment about a completely different character we knew was going to be fine anyway Hmm. and it really felt like they just went ignore that here's the cute cat boy we all let want you to like we're gonna make you focus on him instead of the other thing that really was emotionally devastating well i think back on harry potter when she was when she was little and would read the books Uh oh my goodness but nobody nobody would have laughed at a kid or young adult crying over definitely not no you know not at all oh gosh we would go from the fourth book on we were at every midnight release party, and she would read read the book overnight. Yep. And she would come running into my room in absolute. I did not sleep. There was no point in me sleeping or trying uh-huh. to sleep. Harry Potter release night, but she would come in there 
And it's just, it really is. I hope that the whole doggo is an exception, not the rule. Uh, I've never heard of anyone saying that. Yeah. I mean, other than, you know, kind of like, aren't these fans amusing or cute? William Shatner being like, get a life. Yeah, you have that. Remember he said, get a life? Yeah. He's a dick. Oh, yeah. Oh, is he? Oh, I'm not even. He blocked me on Twitter. Um, he he knew my cousin. Okay. okay. And he refuses to talk to me about him. Like I'm really? trying to like milk him for something, and it's like that. And also, he um, does a lot of work for Autism Speaks, which is good. But I know there's some controversy there. Controversy yeah. over that. Yeah, my yeah. daughter's on the on the uh, spectrum, okay. so she knows about Autism Speaks. But I was actually defending him. Yeah. That somebody was saying like, um, you either are, or you aren't, and I was like, no, it's a spectrum. And then yeah. instead of appreciating what I said, he goes, yeah, it's called ASD for a reason. And it's like, you know, I was on your side, dude. Don't let one. Hey. Like, don't have to be freaking nasty about it. Yeah. You know, I, why on earth did he block you? That has to be a story. It, it was, a um, okay, so apparently somebody, he didn't like the way someone responded to him. And they called him a cis male. And he took exception to this because it sounded like an insult and he was going off about this. And my point is, well, that is accurate. He is a cis male. Um, and maybe the person had some bite behind it and some attitude, but it's, there's still factual words. But I was trying to be nice. And I was just, I just said, Mr. Shatner, I've been a fan of yours my entire life. I just want to let you know that some of these words may be hurtful to people, you know, maybe think about the way that people may take what you're saying. And he blocked me. He was not having anybody who disagreed with him. So, so basically he's, 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 he came off as anti-trans and uh, yeah. Yeah. So I was, yeah, I got blocked and I'm done. I used to always defend him. I always knew he was a jerk. But yes. I, I would kind of like be like, oh, he's just a curmudgeon. He's old. He can't help it. But now I'm like, no, he knows no. exactly what he's doing. I got blocked by Michael DeBar. What the heck happened not, with that? I could not tell you. Um, his He just had a documentary movie came come out. Okay. Okay. That was one thing. Was then it? he and I had had a little kind of flippant discussion about mm-hmm. exercising Okay. And it was flippant. Yeah. Um, but then also at the same time, I was writing about, I didn't name the movie till my actual review was published, but it was a horror movie. And I was like, how do you write um, a review about a movie that you absolutely hated and thought was terrible? Yeah. And I, it just must have crossed because I, I, I apologized to him for that rather flip conversation and the uh-huh. next thing i know he blocked me what a dick so the only thing that i can think of is that he thought i was referring to his movie uh, when i and it wasn't it was a stupid quote unquote horror comedy called drive or driven or it should have been called drivel <laughs> that's good <laughs> um it was really bad but uh, p- people get knee jerky i guess 
And maybe I should have referenced the incident rather than allowing him to. Yeah, but that's on him, not on me. Yeah. Um, But he blocked me. What a dick. People are too easy to block people. People use it as a weapon. And yet all the years I tried to get blocked by like Eric. Eric and uh, Don Jr. And, uh, <laughs> it never, never, never worked. So, well, but that that was my. I think that's my my sad celebrity block story. Yeah. And honestly, it wasn't his movie. Which, mm-hmm. to be fair, I haven't even watched yet because I was oh, doing a horror movie project yeah. in 2020. I think everybody pretty. I, I mean, I was pretty obvious that I was. Uh, doing the whole scream queen thing for yeah. 2020 so yeah. i don't know but i'm sorry i never meant to offend him if he's out there listening to this now it's like i, I really whatever it is i did not mean to offend him maybe i can make up for it by saying i loved power station yeah and power station i love i love them mm-hmm. i actually um have great photos i was actually in the pit really yes I was in the pit for that. Those I found, but the but unfortunately, my mom had a flood oh. and molds got into the wall. Oh, no. Now the pictures aren't destroyed, but the mm-hmm. photo album they're in, uh-huh. you can't take the photos out. They've like um, hum- the humidity has sealed them inside wow. the pocket. So if okay. I tried to pull them out, they would rip. But I tried okay. to send. I have great photos. Um, they don't look so great because you have to the, the light from the um, the glossy part, the glossy cellophane. part. Yeah, yeah the, the cellophane, cellophane yeah. Uh, bounces. It just oh. And you know, I have found all my concert pictures and stuff except my Duran Duran pictures. I was a big Duranny. I loved oh, Duran Duran. Me too. You and me both. Me too. And I kept, because we talked about that before, and I was like, uh-huh. oh, I got to find these for Lola. Yeah. They, they have to be at the other apartment. They have to be. Okay. Why they're there, I don't know. I found my sticks pictures. Okay. Um, they were in my old bedroom rather than the hall closet. Thank goodness. Um, I found my in excess pictures. They're in the album. Um, I spent two nights partying with in excess. <gasps> Whoa, Arlene. And the first night I sat next to Michael Hutchins the whole time. That I would cry at that. I would just be like tears of happiness. I I, I took a picture with Tim and then uh-huh. my friend who was the one who got me in with them, who was she mm-hmm. was friends with their sound engineer. She said cool it. Cool it. Said no why. No, no, so just keep it cool. You're you're don't don't be a fan. Yeah, don't fangirl out at them. I can, I can see out, that. So. I can see yeah, that. Yeah, so I got I have a picture with Timmy because mm-hmm. Tim Ferriss didn't care. Okay. Um, but I don't have anything with any of the others. But okay. Michael was wearing a shirt with ants on it. That's with a button weird. down shirt uh-huh. with little with ginormous black ants on it. It was okay. Uh, it was like I looked at him. I went, "Ants on your shirt." Mm-hmm. Um, but he was very quiet. Mm. Um, he was running away from Belinda Carlisle. Oh my goodness. They, they opened for the Go-Go's mm-hmm. um, when technically I think the Go-Go's should have opened for them. Probably. Yeah. Oh gosh. They're, I was just listening to their music um, 
the other night and honestly it holds up it doesn't sound dated in the least which one go-go's or in excess in excess the go-go's oh, you're sound right. dated that's yeah. that's very 80s but yeah in excess was very very bluesy mm-hmm. based, definitely mm-hmm. and uh very sensual yeah oh very and he just had this presence mm-hmm. about him that that now I, I can put a name he had that waif poet oh definitely going on and that's how he was he was very quiet okay. um he didn't talk a whole lot that that first night um mm-hmm. he didn't drink a whole lot he was just kind of like watching like observing everybody um taking it all in when he died, I was inconsolable. That was I still, a rough if time. I, if I still think about that, it, it does. It breaks my heart because that was just just too tragic. Such a tragic thing. And, you know, I think about everything that happened. And then the his wife died a few years later. And from yes. what I understand, Bob Geldof took um, – because custody of the child right yes yes he took the, um uh, paula was his wife left him yeah. for michael paula they had a Yates. kid together mm-hmm. shortly after michael died it wasn't that long mm-hmm. after he died that she died and then yes he took their kid to raise isn't that a great thing to do that is a great thing to do well bob geldoff is a great humanitarian yeah i think so i think he's a good guy yeah i mean think i mean it was his it was his wife's child from another man but he let his ego go he didn't take any of that into consideration possibly because it was also his children's step sibling Yeah. Or half sibling, I mean. Half sibling. Half sibling. So he took that child in and raised the child, which I think is great. I do. T- and not, not a lot of people would be able no. to, like you said, put their egos aside. Right. Oh, you know, she chose to leave me. And that's who she chose to leave me for. And, you know, so I give him a lot of props. I really I do. give him a lot of credit. Yeah. He took a baby in who was not his own. I wonder what happened with that child. That child's probably like 23 by now, right? You think? Wow. Mm-hmm. Maybe even older. Because I don't know if it was a baby baby or like a toddler. I would have to I would have to Google it, to be yeah. honest with you. But it's like Andy Gibbs' daughter's in her 40s now. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that insane? Yeah. That he's been gone over... 30 years oh my god i knew him very well you did i did uh, very well um okay. those pictures thank you uh, those are okay and it's good because those were taken uh, mostly on 110 camera film which i don't even know who would print negatives from 110 camera film anymore um but i met him when i was 16 he lived down in North Miami Beach, and uh, they recorded walking distance from where my aunt lived. So I would walk after school, when, or when I would go to my aunt's, I would just walk over to Criteria Studios and hang out. And he was like, first of all, all of the Gibbs, every single one of them, not, I'm like nicest human beings you'd ever, ever, ever want to meet totally kind um 
but Andy had that certain same sweetness that Michael Hutchins has, that that mm. that slight bad boy waif poet that it was really great to fall in love with on paper, but you really shouldn't do it in real <sighs> life. Uh, um, and I got kicked out of that fandom because I oh. got a little too close to Andy. Um, oh. I gave him a necklace once uh, uh-huh. he came back to Florida. He was, he was living in um, Los Angeles at the time. He'd left Miami and went okay. to Los Angeles mm-hmm. and was with uh, Victoria and was doing Solid Gold with Dionne Warwick. Okay. Um, so yeah, I remember when that. he came back to visit one Christmas, I was there and I had been invited over to his house. And I had a okay. gift, Christmas gift that a friend and I both chipped in uh-huh. for. And unfortunately, uh-huh. and I had already known that he had a huge drug problem. And in fact, I had said yeah. to somebody, you know, if he doesn't stop it, he's not going to make it to 30. And I hate the fact that I was right. Um, so the um. entire week he was there, he was um, under the weather. But his personal mm. assistant took the gift and gave it to him. And he wore okay. it. Wow, he wore that's awesome. it on solid gold. And then the <gasps> next time he came back, he said, did you see? Did you see? I wore your necklace. So, yeah. and uh, I we used to hang out at Robin's house all the time. And um, mm-hmm. it was, they're great, they're great people. I don't think they make people like that anymore. They just, mm-hmm. just don't. And Barry's another one that he lost his mother, his father, oh. his three brothers. Yeah. And he's he's still standing. Going back to the whole difference between victim and survivor. He's a survivor. He's a survivor. And I think yeah. I think he just did a new album. Really? Oh yeah. Oh, that's amazing. That's so cool. I was at the first concert he did solo um, at the Hard Mm -hmm. Rock Stadium in 2012, I want to say. It was right before Robin. Robin was sick, but he hadn't passed yet. But you talk about fans crying. The last song he sang was Immortalize. And the screen was Andy, Robin, and Morris and his parents. All of us were so on the floor. I mean, it's just, and that just goes back to what we were saying. It's like, I can't imagine why anybody, I mean, did did somebody just like misplace their soul to do something like that? It's just an asshole. And they have no idea how words affect people. Exactly. Because I can't imagine that fan now. I mean, a lot of people jumped to his rescue. Yeah. Um, Gina Carano, for whatever drama she's doing, even came out and said something nice to him. And the right. fact that Disney powers that be made him take the thing down. Yeah. So, but still, you know, you're never going to really get over that. Right. It doesn't make it that it didn't happen. And those words don't hurt. Um. And I and I feel bad for the guy because that was truly remarkable. Like I was watching that, and mm-hmm. I'm like watching the guy in the dark cape move, 
Mm-hmm. And I had no clue. I, I just it didn't even occur to me that the hints were going in that no direction. Either. Yeah. And uh, um, my friend who was watching with me said, "Oh, you didn't notice the black glove on one, like on one hand, and the fact that it was a green lightsaber or mm-hmm. blue, whatever." I was like, you know, I wasn't really nitpicking it that much. You weren't thinking that, yeah. But the one thing I was, it's like the only person I've ever seen, the only Jedi I've ever seen move like that was Luke when he went to rescue Leia and Han from Jabba the Hutt. I mean, mm-hmm. that is like an almost like saber by saber cut down routine. Well, and I kept going, but it can't seriously. And Mark Hamill, take no offense, but I was like, but it can't be Luke because he's old now. I know. <laughs> that is true. I think they had a double. I think they had a body double. If they I, had a yeah. body double with slight CGI. The yeah. same the same technique they used on Kurt Russell in was it Guardians of the Galaxy? What Guardians of the Galaxy are we up to? Was it two? Where, I don't remember. What? Where's Kurt? No. Kurt Russell is two. Okay. Where they okay. made Kurt Russell look young, like young Kurt Russell again. So it was, I don't even know. It was, and the way they did Leia in, um, Oh, the most depressing Star Wars. Oh, oh, Rogue one. one. But, but one of the best Star Wars, I thought. Most depressing, but one of the best. We're not used to, you oh, know, yeah. what happened. We're not used to that. No, because the original Star Wars was meant to be a fairy tale mm-hmm. um, of sorts. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. That was a grim fairy tale. That was real. <laughs> you are not that kidding was... on that. And the funniest thing is, I'm very, my daughter's very sensitive. You talk about people mm-hmm. who cry in movies. She makes me look like an amateur. So yeah. I tend to try to find out if any major character dies. That's so smart. She's not, she doesn't go into shell shock because mm-hmm. she went into shell shock at the end of Fellowship. Oh. Boromir. Her dad had to sit on her. Oh, no. His- yeah, and... Um, Oh, and there's Serenity, the Firefly movie. Oh, spoiler! Yeah, she ran out of the she ran out of the theater and refused to watch the end of it. Never saw the end, and she's done. That's it. That's it. It's done. It was heartbreaking. And I was like, but you never got to see River do her thing. (laughs) She's yelling, "I don't care." Mm -hmm. So I tried to, to find out, and it was really funny. Someone on Facebook said something about somebody dying and someone of course called him out mm-hmm. and then he said well it doesn't matter everybody dies and i thought well, it's not the joking. same and i think mm-hmm. that they were joking so i said there i really don't know anything about this movie oh you're about rogue this, one <laughs> yeah except that this guy was joking around that everybody dies uh-huh. so the two of us were too busy with our jaws on the ground looking at each other and going he wasn't kidding he was right everybody dies. everybody dies yep It was so amazing. Yeah, the Darth Vader stuff. Yes, and uh, now if the Mandalorian Uh and and Disney wanted to do right, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've seen the pictures, but Millie Bobby Brown cosplayed as Leia. She would be perfect. She would look really good as her. She would be perfect. 
unbelievable. And you know what other people are talking about? And I never thought about this, but if they want to bring back Luke for real and not have him be a CGI stand, they need to do um, the guy who played Winter Soldier, Sebastian Stan. Mm -hmm. He really looks like Mark Hamill. I never thought about it till people mentioned it. But if you look at do you think Mark Hamill and Sebastian Stan look similar? She says it's in the eyes. Yep, I think so. I think that would be a good option. I think they should have Sebastian Stan play Luke Skywalker. I think it could work. God, she thinks it I could think work. So. I think yeah. that'd be great. That but way they don't think... have to CGI him, huh? Right. And Billy Lord played Leia in Rise of Skywalker for that one scene. Oh, I didn't know that. That was when Luke's yeah. training Leia. Uh-huh. That's Billy. I didn't know that that's was her body. body. Okay, that's so cool. That's her. And they actually had a picture um, of her mom with the hairdo from, um, oh, I forget which one, but she had the same hairdo. Okay. With the braid on top. And it was like, they looked uncanny side by side. Yeah. But I think Millie Bobby Brown looks even more. And I never once thought about it. So I saw that picture. And I was like, oh my God, that is so true. She does look like her. And that would make me cry. Oh, I would be so happy, but cried, but happy too. Yeah, happy cry. What Absolutely. a good memoriam that would be. And I think she'd be, just based on everything I've read about her and mm-hmm. read by her, mm-hmm. she would adore Millie Bobby Brown for being yeah. the feisty young lady that she is. Mm-hmm. She's, what she's is she, 19? She's young. not even 20 yet? Look mm-hmm. at her. She's very self-aware. I love that. And very accomplished. Very accomplished. Very much so. Yeah. So she's was. Yep. And I hope they do another Enola Holmes. Yeah, that was good. I hope they do too. Because there's a whole bunch of books. I think there's like Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, okay. yeah, there's a whole series of books. Cool. Okay. Yeah. And the nice thing was, since they made a movie out of it, they were all out of print, but now they're back in print. Good. That's nice. Yay. So people can read them. Yay. I think some of Sherlock Holmes is in public domain. I know there's, like, controversy because some people yeah. think, like, after a certain point, after Reichenbeck, whatever, where he supposedly died and then he comes back, some people say those aren't in the public domain. It's it's very confusing. It is exactly that there are certain uh, because they were complaining that Henry Cavill was yeah. too soft and emotional, right? Which is ridiculous. And then they said that was more like a different aspect of Sherlock Holmes. Therefore, it wasn't in the public domain. I'm like, what? Yeah, there was there's a lot of weird. Yeah, because um, Enola Holmes got in trouble for that. Yes. Like, yeah, which is freaking ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Um, I mean, um, Robert Downey Jr. didn't play him the same way that Jeremy no, Brett It was different, him. yeah. So it's just, I don't see what the problem is it's in just interpretation. interpretation. It's just interpretation. And you want it to be a little different because it's a totally different property. Right. It's okay and why, for it to be different. If you play the character the same way every single time, it's it's boring. It does and, get boring. Uh, and actually, Sherlock Holmes was a very complicated character. 
Very much. Um, and it was interesting. Nobody went after elementary because no. they focused on the fact that Sherlock Holmes really. He was a drug addict. 10% yeah. solution. Yeah. And yeah. He, he was a drug addict and he was, you know, kind of rude. And, and now in elementary, I liked that show, but they really took a lot of liberties. They made him, you know, really sexual sexually oriented which oh, I'm like very much so. <laughs> I'm like I don't really think of Sherlock Holmes that way so that was kind of odd so they really took liberties in elementary but you know what it's a fictional character it's in the public domain and you can change them it's it's but, okay um, and let me I'm not Sarah was it Benedict Cumberbatch who played Sherlock is almost asexual yeah I think so because that, yes. So, I don't, I don't like that Sherlock at all. That was bad. Uh-oh. Okay. But did just for the point being that he played it exactly opposite of the way uh, Johnny Lee Miller did. Yeah, totally different. Because in elementary, he was very self-aware and very socially adept. Whereas most of the time, Sherlock Holmes kind of seems like he may be on the spectrum very yeah. socially inept and very closed off sarah says a lot of people think that yeah a lot of people tend to take um sherlock as uh, on the spectrum i would say so it makes, it makes perfect sense because i remember in the first story mm -hmm. he says something about um he, he mentions like he doesn't know he didn't knows that the earth revolved around the sun because it's not important yeah he he's he like, uh, that's not important to what i do in my work so why 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 do i remember it i don't care it doesn't he, it's that it's tunnel that, vision yeah it's tunnel vision yeah just to plug my daughter for sure, a few minutes sure. when she was a senior in high school mm -hmm. she wrote a sherlock pastiche and she won the county literary fair wow that's awesome um, all of throughout all of our county schools mm -hmm. um her pastiche won first place okay that's super and awesome she's on twitter and she does writing commissions I haven't gotten any, I have, well fan fiction writing fan fiction oh, writing that's important that's good so, do you I, mind? Haven't gotten, I haven't gotten any requests yet, but I'm hoping. Sarah? Would you mind having you mentioned on the podcast? Yeah. No, I wouldn't mind. What's your Twitter handle? Um, I Strange Fellows. My mom can probably link it to you. Okay. That yeah, works. at I Strange Fellows. Okay. And I think the first part of her handle is Kitty 2.0. No. Um, my handle right now is Kitty um, at, at uh, Writing Commission's Open. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But I'll, I'll link you to her. Yeah. yeah. I'll put that in the show notes. Yeah. So, and she's a, she, I can write. You've probably yeah. read some yeah. of the stuff floating around. Yeah. I, I'm decent. Um, mm -hmm. She's fantastic. That's she blows me out of the water. I will brag briefly because I'm still proud of this. But over the course of two years, I wrote a 50 chapter, 145,000 word Kingdom Hearts fan fiction. That's awesome. It, it is awesome. Years, but 
did it. <laughs> it's up on AO, AO3. AO3 archive, archive of our own. Okay. AO3. Her okay. Kingdom Hearts yeah, novel. Last, last September, I did a writing challenge in another fandom, and I wrote at least like five K words a day wow. for the entire month of September. And the other day, I was patting myself on the back because I wrote a five line poem. I know. I don't. I haven't really written any fic fan fiction lately, but I do a lot of. Um, it's a, we call it role play. Okay, but it's 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 sort of like collaborative fiction with with one of my best friends. Mm -hmm. Basically, I write a few paragraphs as a few like it's like I write a few paragraphs of a story as a certain number of characters. My friend writes the next couple paragraphs as the character she does, and then we just kind of go back and forth writing. Okay. I regularly surpass like a couple hundred word, couple like maybe a thousand words to post. I'm okay. just blown away by her. Really, truly, she's amazing. I don't have that stamina. I like to say I I like to say that writing is the only thing I have one hundred percent full. I know I'm good at it. Okay, that's she your is. reason for being. She when she was uh, sixteen, she wrote. Um, there's a wonderful series of books. Um, shout out to my man Jonathan L. Howard. Okay. And the um, Johannes Cabal Necromancer series. She wrote a little piece of a fiction. And uh -huh. I referenced his character in it. And we sent it to him. Mm. And he sent her a back of an email filled with. Do we ever print it out? No, but he oh. said, I, I was 17 and he said, You write better at 17 than I did. Isn't that nice? You were 16. The 17. I'm pretty sure uh -oh. it was 17. I remember, <laughs> uh oh, whichever. I was young. It was young. That was pretty cool of them because a, a lot of writers would be like, How dare you write my character? Cease and desist. That was oh, nice. Yes. That, yeah. yeah. Anne Rice has that no authority anymore. People are finally able to post Anne Rice fanfics. Good. Okay. But yeah. no, it is cool. And they're great, absolutely great books, it, especially if you're looking for um comedy fantasy mm -hmm. um laugh out loud i mean laugh okay. out loud funny. he is so wry so, so witty mm -hmm. um and he just it's just um i steal one of the lines from his his uh, second novel all the time mm -hmm. which is uh johannes cabal detective and it takes place on a zeppelin oh. a luxury zeppelin and they have a very bad cook and mm -hmm his friend gets a steak and she looks at it and she goes, am I supposed to eat this or resuscitate it? Oh. So now when I get a meal that like a fish that looks like it just got out of the water mm -hmm. or really, really, really raw meat, mm -hmm. I steal that line. That's a good line. It's a great line. Mm -hmm. Hi, Jonathan L. Howard. Thank you, Jonathan L. Howard. I, he yeah. went to Dragon Con one year. Yeah, he did go yes. to Dragon Con. Okay, I hope he goes back. Mm -hmm. He's in. He's from London. He's from England. Oh, so I don't think he might so. not get over there. Yeah, no. And it was, you know, even before COVID, there were there were issues and stuff like that. Yeah. But I'm really fabulous. I think there's five books in the series and a ton of short fiction. Mm -hmm. Um. 
and it's all well worth reading. Oh, read it. I never heard of it. And congratulations on your book in, in Thank uh, you. paper format. I have it here. I have a little, um, I don't know if you can, whoops, if you can see, I have a little book cart. Yeah, uh, like the librarian my, you are. That's like, that's right. And it's on there. So, okay. Well, let me know I what you think. Lot, it takes a lot to actually finish because I've been working on the same character, two different stories okay. um, for like, three years now four years and i've gotten one ah, and it kills me because the the first if i had kept the original mm -hmm. format of the first story it was fantastic but mm -hmm. then i decided i was going to try to send it in as flash fiction and i cut mm -hmm. it from 2000 words to 900 words and it just it just wasn't the same oh. and i have i have some of the older versions saved but not that full 2000 word one okay uh, but um, I have one piece up of original fiction up on AO3, and it's with that character. Um, and the other is her older, but it's that's all taking place in St. Augustine. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Well, the end of my book takes place in St. Augustine. How cool is that? Ooh. What a coincidence. Well, St. Augustine's a cool place. Very it is a cool place. I, I tell you what, I'm going to go because I learned the hard way that if you do a Zoom meeting for too long, it doesn't save. Oh, shoot. and my stomach and, and um, side is saying it's, you know, time for more uh, tender, loving care. So, but no, this is great. Um, this was awesome. I, and I like meeting uh, all your friends. It's really Thank cool. You. So I, I hope we do it again. We will. I'm going to do it more because this is going to be part of my podcast. Cool. which I should get up in a week or so. I, since I hurt my back, I haven't been doing anything I'm supposed Oof. to do. I feel that. I All I can do is you. lay here and, and whine and moan. I haven't I cleaned yeah, everything. This living room is trash because the dogs have free reign on the living room and I, I, don't, I, can't, I don't have the stamina to clean, so it's just crap. 